Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Eva. Hello. Welcome. How are you? I know we were just great. I should be welcoming you, though. (laughs) I know we were just talking about my baby falling asleep, and guess who just woke up? The second first record. But it's okay. Daddy's there to take care of him. But anyway, thank you so much for for giving me some of your time today. Well, thank you for being here. I can't wait to hear about your book or multiple books. (laughs) Just the one so far. Just one. And the title is The Immortal. So I'm guessing it has something to do with vampires. Yes, no, maybe. No, it actually doesn't have anything to do with vampires, which is kind of a twist to your traditional immortal telling. And this has Vikings in it, and they're not vampires. They are cannibals, but not quite the same thing. (laughs) No, you're right. (laughs) And they gain their immortality by eating the heart of a water horse or... Uh, Nykir, which is old mythology in the Viking and Norse uh, traditions, but you might know them as the Loch Ness Monster in today's terminology. And so, yes, that was a side effect of eating the heart. They wanted to become invulnerable, ended up becoming immortal. And after 1200 years of pillaging it got kind of you know boring so some of them settled down onto a French Polynesian island because if you're going to live forever and be a Viking wouldn't you want to be somewhere a little more tropic and warm Scotland's a bit overrated weather-wise I would be on board for moving to a tropical island yes I would say that So if you could imagine a Viking pillaging down a beach in a golf cart, that (laughs) is where the story begins. Ooh, that's where the story begins. And what challenge are they facing? So the protagonist is actually Emma. And Emma is an overworked single 40-year-old who works as at a hospital and she decides to take her vacation and she ends up on the French Polynesian island where the Vikings are and unbeknownst to her they plan on having her for dinner not inviting her for a dinner but having her for dinner but with her wits and with a little luck maybe she survives getting off the island and goes on an adventure with the Vikings she becomes maybe a sidekick or a pet (laughs) she just has to survive their their murderous ways for 146 pages wow that is such a cool story and such a creative twist on immortals and vikings and contemporary fantasy 
Thank you. It came to me in a dream. I never meant to write it, but I couldn't stop daydreaming about the nightmare. And so I said, I'm just going to write a paragraph to get it out of my head. And then six weeks later, I had the first manuscript finished. I love hearing stories like that. That's so fun. And then I told my husband, I'm never doing it again, especially after editing. It was such a up and down, such a, a euphoric thing to say, yay, I wrote a book. And then such a scary, intimidating thing to say, oh man, it's, it's a hot mess. <laughs> How am I going to turn this into something readable? <laughs> then that the whole, you know, uh, what the heck was I thinking part of the project began, but it's finished. It's professionally edited. I couldn't do it myself. And it's beautiful. It still has mistakes. I still find mistakes now. And I, I scream and want to throw the book across the room because I'm like, no, it's supposed to be tube, not tub. You know, I find a little, little air still there after, after all the editing we go through. But it's, it's a fun read. It's a satisfying read. And yes, like I said, I said I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to write anymore, but I was done. It was a one and done. But apparently I was lying to myself because now I'm writing Kindle Vellas and the story is just kind of continuing from some of the characters that were in the Immortal are leaking into these Vela stories. That's so fun. Yeah, I found that too. Like once I wrote my first series, that was all I was going to do. I hadn't planned on doing anything else. And then, you know, these characters are in your head. And once you've done it, you know how to do it. So it's that much easier the second time. And just takes on a life of its own. So, right. So how do you stop? How do you make it go away? You just have to keep I don't I don't think you can. I haven't talked to any I haven't talked to an author who can make it go away. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's all I daydream about, it seems. And so I've made a modest goal of writing 100 words a day instead of 1000 words a day like I did with The Immortal. And it's a modest goal but it's enough just to keep the story going. And I'm making the episodes much shorter than normal chapters would. They're only about six, 700 uh, words per episode. So I get an episode done every week, which is nice for the episodics, for the, the readers, so that they have new, contact or co new content every week to read. Yeah. That is super fun. I have it dove in didn't dove dove into the kindle velas yet so maybe i will start with your series and then i can go back and read the immortal so i can know what it's all about well you're in the u.s right now it's still beta it's only available to u.s readers and if you have an amazon account you just sign into your amazon account and you can access it on your phone or on your tablet and they give you 200 free tokens as a new reader which is worth a dollar 99 and okay. my episodes are all about eight tokens a piece. So you can read the entire um, Vela, the new one I'm writing right now, for the 200 tokens without buying anything. All There's always three episodes that are for free, no matter what Vela you read. If you read The Immortal, it's on there as well. I actually put it on as a Vela first. And then after 30 days, I published it as a hardback and ebook. So that's nice to know as well. You can double dip there you don't have to do one or the other and the bonuses honey the bonuses are sweet <laughs> I recommend it just to get a few bonuses while Amazon's throwing money at it if you have anything on the back burner put it up on Vela 
Interesting. Yeah, I will have to dive into that and learn more about it. I tend to, I don't know, my writing is weird right now. I think the last couple of years have been weird, but I think especially with everything going on, it helps to have something else to occupy our minds. And whether it's reading or writing for an author or reading for a reader, it's something that makes you happy and can help you escape real life for a little bit. Right. And it's in writing, it's also, I mean, reading is nice and you can see the stack of books you've read throughout the whole year. But if you're doing a little goal every day, it adds up, doesn't it? It feels kind of accomplished, like an accomplished thing. I look at my little Lily Vella now and she's, you know, on episode 10 and I feel like she's growing into this beautiful woman <laughs> of a story. That's awesome. And do you think of your books as what age group are they for? Are they for young adults or are they adult books? Well, they're probably adult books. There's a bit, they're a bit dark. And I mean, grim fairy tales are dark, but I would not read these stories to my children. The Immortal has all the no-nos in it. It would definitely be rated R. Vela put it in the, uh, what is that? Erotic cat? (laughs) And I thought, ooh, spicy, really? But it's like very vanilla. It's not, but I guess, you know, if you put in any form of sprinkling a smut, even if it's just a smidgen, then you get put into that category but yes it's there's more than just kissing in the immortal well she's an adult so you would expect that from an adult book adult oh, age character woman and an army of vikings there's gonna be some <laughs> <laughs> you have to put something good in for us there Nobody, no right woman in her mind you know would read it if there wasn't something going on right I talked to one person who said, well, I only read a book. There has to be at least some little bit of romance in it. I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know. I put a little love story in all my books, no matter what they are. So that's wonderful. Yeah. And my mom said, she's like, you're reading, you're writing this for adult women. You have to have sex in it. And so I said, okay, you know, I will, I'll make sure to put a couple of juicy scenes in there. They're not super juicy. The uh, the first time I, I, wrote one I was so embarrassed it was so awkward that's when I said I had to use my initials and not use my first full name <laughs> uh, I guess I'm never running for politics because I wrote you no know, smut in a book so I <laughs> well, then, then sometimes you will get those readers that will say this this wasn't risque and I'll be like oh my goodness I was raised in the south this is you know <laughs> It was risque to me too. It's enough. It was enough risque. But right, I mean, I read some other things and I think, well, I'm quite tame. But mm-hmm. it sounds like your mother was okay with it. So that's good. He didn't read it. <laughs> She's like, she knows what I put in there and it's first person. And so I guess she visualizes me being the protagonist and she can't. Oh, okay. She just can't read it. She's scared you're going to die or something. She just, yeah, she doesn't want to see me get hurt. And she doesn't want to imagine me, I guess, getting it on with Vikings or something. You don't. <laughs> it's embarrassing for her as a mother. <laughs> That's interesting perspective your mother has. I know she can't disassociate. I, I'm, 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 I tell her, you know, I mean, my protagonist, yes, we have a lot of similarities. I'm 40 or I will be 40 
this year and she just turned 40. Uh, but other than that, you know, maybe the overworked and underappreciated, but other than that, really no similarities. She's half Asian, you know, she worked in, in a medical field. I mean, lots of differences, but she can't. She, she, maybe that's just her excuse that she doesn't want to read my book. <laughs> okay, too. <laughs> well, I was going to say that my mother never told me what she thought of my books, but she just says they're good. And I'm like, okay, well, you can use more adjectives than that. <laughs> you can like say something, but hopefully she won't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have the opposite of helicopter parents. Yes. <laughs> so you're writing your Bellas and you're just going to keep going with that. That's see where the story takes you. So I, I started writing Lily and there is a character in my book called Stacy. And I wanted people to know that he doesn't die in the book because he does have a scene where he goes and in, in disappears and he doesn't come back and nobody really knows what happened to him. And so in Lily, you find out what happens to Stacy. Oh, very cool. And but then Stacy's an old man and he's about to die. And so I started a new Vela called Gina. And with that, you don't really at the end of Lily, she's still a young girl, but you find Lily full grown or an older teenager in Gina. So everything kind of roots together and blooms together. These stories interlace. I guess you know, red string theory. We all we all are destined to meet. And so my characters are all meeting each other. That's very cool. I love that premise. I don't know if you've ever seen the, I think the show got cut off. I think the name of it was Seven, where they were these seven different people. All And it was on Amazon Prime, maybe. Yes, yes. I think I watched up to four or something. And they had the backstories of, and it was like a little boy it was number four or number five, right? Right. So very cool. And do the Vikings leak into the Kindle Vellas as well? Yes, because well, Stacy was a Viking, and I mean, big spoilers, but who cares, right? They Emma finds a cure for their immortality. Do and they want a cure though? They do. Oh. Mm -hmm. Because they can't go to Valhalla, and you know, they're uh, the idea of living forever is after twelve hundred years is exhausting. And they want to move on. They believe in an afterlife. They want to move on. They don't want to be stuck. Uh, they feel like they've become the giants that they swore to destroy. And that goes against their whole premise uh, and their existence as a culture. And so, yes, they very much do want to be cured. And she does cure them and they start aging normally again. And um, I forgot what the question was. There's a baby at my door. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, the Vikings going, right, right, right. So Stacy is one of the Vikings and he raises Lily and then he's going to, uh, he's getting really old. He's an old man. Lily's a little girl. This is, you know, going into the Vela. And so he says, well, what can he do? He, the only person that he knows that could raise Lily, who is magical and her own people are trying to destroy her would be Emma from the Immortal. Very cool. And so he's going to bring Lily to Emma. Yeah. Which so I know that. There's other supernatural beings then I'm gathering from that. There's nine realms, right? The Vikings believe in nine realms. And we live on Midgard, but there's, there's 
realms of magic users and dwarves and and uh, we're the water dragons and the mist lands and hell and all of these things are different realms and so think of the potential of all the stories you could play with if you have somebody that has the ability to unlock some of those realms very cool yeah so i write a face series as well and in my face series i have realms lower earth which is the realm of hell basically middle earth which is the fey realm which is directly under our realm where and the fey access it through fairy rings not surprisingly and then upper earth which is the human realm so that's kind of a little bit of tying into that realm I guess, yeah, and then you get into quantum physics and string theory and um, other dimensions and, you know, that's potential that we do live basically side by side to other realities. So it makes it makes the fantasy story sound so realistic that you start questioning if you're writing fiction. <laughs> I love those stories. I love watching those shows and I love reading them too. So that's super fun. I was talking to another Fae author and her Fae realm was above the human realm and they got there through these shimmers. And so, yeah, we were fangirling out over how we could like cross our realms together. It was fun. Yes, realm crossover. <laughs> Which there's so much potential in that because fantasy is just wonderful that way. It is. There are no rules. You make the rules. Do you have anything else that you would like your readers to know? My big question I usually ask authors is what do you want your readers to experience or take away from reading your books or Bellas? I just want you to have a good time. It's entertaining, it's not life changing. It's just, a short, satisfying read that will hopefully empower you and make you feel like you have arrived. Very cool. I am definitely checking these out. So how, tell us how we can find you or tell the readers how they can find you. So e.g.creole on Amazon and the ebook or hard book will pop up. Barnes and Nobles. Uh, I'm also on Google Reads if you prefer to download through Google. And I'm on Goodreads. I have a couple of reviews. Anyone who wants to be my friend, please be my friend. I would love that very much because I am new and I don't know anybody. <laughs> I, well, I will definitely look you up right after the show. <laughs> okay, thank you so very much. And Yes, I, I do hope that you come on to the Vela Train. It's a very supportive group. It seems to be that mostly authors are reading each other's stories at the moment, but it's a lot of fun because then you know, you meet friends that way. And, and like you said, fangirling kind of for some of the, the authors that are writing things. And you can, it's a nice way, it breaks the fourth wall you can talk with the authors and get their input directly and hear their thoughts and the things going on behind the scenes, which is kind of unattainable, it seems, in any other platform. 
That's very cool. I'm I'm definitely going to have to get on Bella. And that's what I want to do with this podcast is get the story behind the story so that I love talking to authors and hearing how they create their worlds and the myth and the legend and their thought behind all of that. Yeah, sometimes you just accidentally step into creative vomit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the only way to get it off your shoes <laughs> by writing it all down. <laughs> Definitely agree. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Anytime. And we'll see you soon online. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic. <laughs>